The following audio drama is rated G for general audiences and is suitable for all ages. This is a look at C-Audio production, where entertainment is always free. Holds at last, and not a moment too soon. Blimey, it's cold out. I say, where did the path go? And the lampposts? I can't see a thing. Anyone about? Hello there? How is it possible to lose myself walking across the college? The dark, I suppose. Young man? Can you direct me to a road or a path? Better yet, a building where I can warm myself. Yes. Well? Are you cold? What has that to do with it? Are you cold? Of course I ruddy well am. We are the King of Frost. Really? And I'm Winston Bloody Churchill. <laughs> now where is the nearest building before my feet freeze off, old fool? You shall pay dearly for addressing your betters in such a manner. Yes, yes. May we discuss this indoors? We think not. <laughs> Now your tongue cannot wag in so impertinent a manner! You are encased in ice and shall not be removed this night! Die slowly, foolish youth! Broken Sea Audio Productions presents... Maudlin, Series 3, Episode 11, Kingdom of Frost. Will that be all, sir? Quite so, Arthurton. You are showing marked improvement. Although your papers are becoming a trifle heavily weighted on the merits of mythological influences in medieval literature. And do you find that odd, considering? What one does in one's spare time is hardly my concern. Your own literary accomplishments are... What should I do about this, Professor? I am sorry to say that these so-called myths do have a profound influence upon me. Though not by choice, I assure you. I suppose there is not much you can do save attempt to write upon a different subject. How can I when they are so universal? A paper on ancient mathematical processes, perhaps? I say, did you hear that? Down below, sir! A gleaming white carriage of ice! Arthurton, do not be so hasty. The lovely figure within may not be entirely friendly, though she is quite beautiful. It is even more spectacular than at a distance. The runners appear to be of diamonds, glittering a thousand colors. And the horses are magnificent in white splendor. We are flattered that you approve of our chariot. Whom do I have the honor of addressing, my lady? We are the Snow Queen. And you are now our servant. I will endeavor to do any tasks you require of me. But I must beg to... Only since your heart belongs to another. If you must know... Forget her! Impossible. 
<laughs> One peck upon your cheek. And now your heart is as cold as the ice of our chariot. Madam, do explain yourself. He is ours now, forever. He feels nothing. Not love, not hate, not friendship. Such things matter not. Logic is the only woman I serve now. Yet even she serves a greater power. Lady Reason, who is guardian of both passion and logic. Enough of this dull philosophy. Atherton, come. We have need of you. Climb into our chariot. Mr. Atherton, what are you doing? Stop! She needs my help, Skandar. She reeks of danger. Please, trust me. I know all about strange women in sleighs. What a pretty boy. Perhaps you would care to join us in the carriage as well. Never! Get out while you still can, Mr. Atherton! If you insist, Skandar. But only to make sure you get home safely. No! You shall never escape us, mortal. Mr. Atherton! I cannot jump! You're going at too rapid a pace! I shall follow by what means I possess. wander off in this weather. It's a bit cold, even for November. Hey, there's an old guy over there. Maybe he saw Worsley. Hey there, have you seen a young fellow, blonde, wearing spectacles, thin? Indeed. Great. Where? Here! Worsley. Quick, you gotta help me. He's been frozen. And are you cold as well? What? Well, yeah. How cold? It's Freezing out, why do you keep asking me? We are King of Frost. You find our domain uncomfortable then? No offense, but humans weren't really made to be out in this weather. The icicles are pretty and all, but yes, it's mighty uncomfortable. Are all of your kind rude beyond measure? To ice with you and ice take you! Now two of these impertinent beings are pillars of frost. We shall see whom else dares insult us. How comes it then that this cold so great? Thus harder grows the more we entreat. For the Snow Queen's heart is frozen cold. What more miraculous thing may be told? That fire which often melts should harden her life to ice. An ice which is congealed with senseless cold should kindle by wonderful delight. Free. His powers must have dwindled when he went back through the rift. How dare that monster paraphrase Edmund Spencer. We were temporarily frozen, Worsley. I think that's a little more important right now. Let's get inside before my toes start falling off. Here, here. That King Phil is mighty sensitive. Can't talk. Too cold. Westbrook, Worsley. Professor. My, you are covered in frost. <laughs> Long story, sir. 
Have you perchance spied a crystal carriage harnessed with white horses? <laughs> Not really, sir. She came this way. She? The Snow Queen. King Frost mentioned her in his poem. You mean Spencer's poem? He, he nicked it. And can we please continue this conversation by a fire? Once, my queen. You gave us quite a fright when you vanished from our royal transport. Yes, Majesty. The rift called you back to your own place for a time. I have returned to give you service. Your heart is now cold as the blocks of ice which form our furnishings. Of course. <laughs> I can't believe I let you talk me into this. Alderton may require our assistance. Oh, hang it all. We both got nice and warm in the prop's rooms, and you have a dry coat on. Atherton would do the same for us. And what if he enjoys being spirited away by white queens? You're right, he wouldn't. But it's so swell out with the snow and twinkling ice covering the trees. Even the deer are playing in it. Look! If I am not quite mistaken, here are tracks from her carriage. Oh, oh, it's the old man. Where? There's a mist growing. Mist doesn't grow. Trees grow. Ice flows grow. You dare defy us? To ice with you once more! <laughs> Professor, Edmund, go on without us. My, that does seem rather an uncomfortable state to be in. I'd better stay here and look after them. as I can feel not myself. Arthurton? Professor? Your companions worry for you. I know not the meaning of worry. I do believe they may require your assistance. They have been frozen, you see. Good. Less chance of such disturbing ideas as emotion is bound to bring up. You cannot truly consider feeling nothing is superior to the status quo of humanity. And why not? Passion and filial love alike are responsible for countless atrocities. Ah, and how would you care about the grief and destruction in the world without them? One can see the waste of destruction without being burdened by pathos toward the situation. All love, then, is meaningless? Anger against wrongdoing fruitless? The Snow Queen will end all such emotion in her kiss of ice, and the world shall be better for it. Define what you would consider to be better. It would be safe. Violence would end. All peoples would live peacefully. And what is it to truly live? To exist. Draw breath. 
and encourage mathematics. Mankind's one accomplishment would be through streams of numbers which have no purpose, millions of automatons in endless rhythm like a machine. Math as science and the arts exist to serve man, not the other way around. Each snowflake is perfect and unique in every way. Yet we do not complain of thousands being created. Imagine numbers the same way, and we their forgers. Orthofen, humans were given the ability to subcreate and ought not to abuse that power. When you die, will it matter what was accomplished? Is it not more important how our life was motivated? Whether by greed or this seeking of perfection matters not. The Snow Queen has blinded you to where life begins to have greatest importance. In death. I... do not understand. Have you forgotten? It is love which covers you in death. For God so loved the world. Yes. I remember now. I can... I can feel. Westbrook! Worsley! We must go to their aid. Why do we tarry here? Ah, my pardon, Your Majesty, but my friends have greater need of me than you. Friends? What is this? How could your heart go so quickly? Oh! Farewell, O oh Queen! Another enters the domain of the King Frost. Oh, bother. There are three pillars now. Young Edmund must have been turned to ice as well. Are you the king? Indeed. At last I've found you. Are you cold, young man? Oh, no. Quite comfortable. And now, are you cold yet? No. All is well. Kick Frost. Are you cold yet, handsome lad? Still quite warm. Thank you for inquiring, King Frost. Excellent! Here! Take our cloak of fur. Now what would you ask? We can give you a chest of gold, a princess, ten kingdoms if you like. Only release of the others, please, King Frost. I am sorry for the biting words. Very well. Perhaps this shall teach the vagabonds better manners. had a bad day. <laughs> so you're all right? I was just about to come look for you. Yes, it could have gone ill, but the prof came by. I could use something strong and warm right about now. And I need to get back to Mum. 
She'll be worried sick. How did you know what to say to King Frost? I think I'll be cold for a week. Good thing the cider's nice and hot. Mm. It's right down to your toes. Could smell it the minute I walked in. I've never seen the pub so crowded. Yeah, it's this terrible weather. I enjoy all sorts. If everything were identical and perfect in the world, what fun would that be? <laughs> Guess so. Maudlin, Series 3, Episode 11, Kingdom of Frost. Featuring the voice talent of Mark Kalita as Percy Atherton. It stopped snowing. Heiter Franson as John Westbrook. <laughs> David MacGyver as Nigel Worsley. I'm never insulting anyone ever again. Bruce Busby as Lord David Cecil. <laughs> Mark Giannopoulos as Maudlin Schoolboys. I've got some nice hot cocoa and ginger. Stevie K. Farnaby as the King of Frost. To ice become! Stop! We wish to turn him into ice. Over our frost-covered body! <laughs> Bring it on! Bernadette Groves as the Snow Queen. Oh. Careful while you're tossing those ruddy icicles! Written, cast, and directed by Alexa Chipman. Produced, engineered, and co-directed by Stevie K. Farnaby. Music by Spare Parts at bfp.com slash spareparts. Also, Blackmore's Night of blackmoresnight.com. Please visit their website to purchase entire albums and support independent artists. Remember brokensea.com as your address for more behind the scenes of Maudlin and other audio drama offerings. This is not in any way affiliated with Morgan College and is for entertainment purposes only. Released in 2011. up there, Laura. Almost. My hair's caught in the branches. Oh. Ah! Take that! Oh. And that! And that, troll! Oh. You weren't kidding when you said you were proficient with that club. Is it oh. dead? No, only stunned. What are you doing? Ew, there's fungus growing on it. That's what comes of living in a dark, damp cave, I expect. It doesn't smell very good either. Yes, well, again. It doesn't have any gold. 
It's probably hidden it in a hollow log or something. Please get down. Oh, all right. We'll tie it up and make it tell us where its gold is when it wakes up. Are you quite mad? Tales of Elves and Trolls, The Crystal Goblin by Joshua Blunk. This all-ages fantasy novel is available direct from the author at www.manitouslayer.com. That is M-A-N-I-T-O-U-S-L-A-I-R dot com.